Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Soundings, a public affairs presentation of iHeartMedia. Soundings is an ecumenical discussion of the scriptures and the issues facing us today. My name is Father Mark Shibish. I'm the pastor of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Community in Grand Rapids. And only one of our regulars is here, but, but the best. The best, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm Diane Modish-Pitzer, a minister in the Reformed Church in America, currently serving as a professor of religious studies at Grand Valley State University. And this is the question my husband wants me to ask you today. Oh, please. Why doesn't your church have a fish fry? We would come during Lent on Fridays. Do you really want to know the answer? I do, because we go all eleven over. Eleven years ago, some parishioners came up and said, we want to start a fish fry. Yep. I said, let me talk to my staff, because I don't like to make it decisions myself. It is a myself. huge and amount so, of work. The staff said, well, the place will smell like fish for 12 months. And I said, that's right, so we're not going to do it. So I said no. So they went to West Catholic and started it there. Oh. That's the same group of my parishioners. Oh, and now it's very successful. They're serving 1,300, 1,400 people a Friday. And they do a good job, I have I to say I love their perch. You know, St. Al's is always our favorite, but we can't go. It's just too long of a line. Mm-hmm. So West Catholic is a nice alternative, although we go all over the place. Wherever now, they the, say the Knights of Columbus on Muskegon and Leonard is good. We just did that. How was on, it? It was f- fine. fine. It was fine. It, yeah. There, it is hard to cook for a steady stream of people. My favorite yeah. is the bruschetta pizza at salvatore's what does there's that no have to meat do on with it. fish no there's no meat bruschetta. on it bruschetta so does it have pesto it's a round pe- it's a regular pizza yeah. a regular pizza yeah. dough and then they cover it with olive oil yeah and then they put on basil garlic tomatoes and cheese and then bake it and it is Phenomenal. Is it only during Lent? No, they have it year-round, and I order it year-round, but it's a great Lenten treat on Fridays. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of going for fish one week, you can so do So we that. should invite our listeners to call in their favorite Now, you uh, know, this last place. week was a very special week, wasn't it? We started the week last Sunday with St. Patrick's Day. We did. And you fixed... An Irish dinner. You we said. did. We had corned beef and cabbage. Was it good? Irish soda bread. It was terrific. Did you fix it in the crock pot or in we the We put it in, in the Dutch oven, in oh. the oven. And I bet you did your Instapot. I didn't do I did my corned beef a week ago. but And then yeah. Tuesday this past week, yeah. we celebrated St. Joseph's Day. Yeah. Huge day in the Catholic Church. Really? Actually, it's not a day of Lent. 
it's a it's a feast day. Huh. And um, so Italians, Belgians. Is this Joseph the father of Jesus? Yes. Or of Arimathea? Joseph, yeah, Joseph the husband of the Mary. The husband of Mary, yes. Good Many Mexicans, many Central Americans all celebrate the Feast of St. Joseph, and they have a St. Joseph's Day table and St. Joseph's Day food. All that? kinds of fruits and meats and cheeses and... And oh. so it's not a day of Lent. So we went from St. Patrick's Day, yeah. the Irish, yeah. to Tuesday, St. Joseph's Day, mostly Italian, Mexican, yeah. things like that, to Friday. No, to Saturday. Which is? Was my birthday. Well, happy so, belated birthday. So that was the a trifecta this last week. That Patrick, is. Irish, Polish, Joe's, Joseph, Polish, Italian, and Mexican, and Mark, Polish. And how did you celebrate? Well, I think we well, we're taping a, ahead. So probably had a bruschetta pizza with my staff. Nice on Friday. On on Saturday, I have a. I'm gonna. I will have done. We'll have done. We'll have. We'll have done. We'll have done um, a funeral for the old um, news director from Channel Eight, um, Patty McGittigan. Oh, um, she passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah, she right? did and down in Ohio. Oh, yeah, and uh, they're bringing her remains back to Grand Rapids, and so I married her about 20, 20 plus years ago. Um, at St. Stephen's in East Grand Rapids, and we kept in touch. And she went nice. through three or four battles with cancer. Nice. So they asked me if I would do the funeral. I said, of course I would do the funeral. She was a good Catholic and, and a friend. And um, so all Channel 8, so maybe Henry Herb will be in our, our neighborhood. Yeah. Watch and out and if and they all, knock on your door. And all those meteorologists that maybe. take care of us during the maybe. winter. So, there you go. Here we are, though. It's the and it's spring. Third Sunday of Lent. And spring. But we're gonna get another snowstorm. So no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. You're goofed yeah, up. <laughs> so, we are reading from the Gospel of Luke today, chapter thirteen, and uh, we will have Diane read that for us because all our listeners comment on Facebook and on. Uh, in the emails oh and telephone goodness. calls that they love heard reading. So. Well, great. Luke chapter 13. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, 
and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Beautiful. So, you like figs? I love figs. Do you? I do, do uh, they're okay. I like fig newtons. I love fig newtons. Yeah, but I love figs in things like, yeah, whatever. Cooking with figs. So I really like this um, this reading. It's a little depressing, but it's um, yes and no. I mean, it, it has that sprig of hope at the end. Yes, you get that's what we chance. like. Yes, yeah. Is that Lent is not just about Lent is not just about that. <clears throat> hope but it's that jesus is involved jesus is the gardener you know he's willing to work on us and not give up on us sometimes we give up on ourselves Mm -hmm. and all too often that happens that we just get frustrated and we say you know i can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. you know and we need to realize that we might give up or be tempted to give up but the lord does not give up on us and um, so we're never in this alone. There's always God there with us, helping us. Um, and if we remember back to Advent, Emmanuel, the name means God with us. And indeed, this is another example of how God, like last week's reading, like a hen gathering her chicks uh, to herself. God is continuously trying to bring us to that place of repentance, that place of salvation. How do you see God doing that work of um, um, tilling the soil around? You know, it's very interesting here that you put manure around it, and I've heard interesting thoughts about how sometimes the bad stuff happens in our lives as a way of trying to move us along the path of faithfulness. I'm not sure. I, well, I we don't could believe, talk about I don't, manure. We could talk about manure. <clears throat> There's really, and one manure doesn't fit all. That's very true. There are all kinds of different manures for different situations. You know, some are hot, some are cool, some are, I mean, I learned that when I was spent two years in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought manure was manure, and it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's interesting is that there's so many different types of fertilizer mm-hmm. that to meet the specific needs. And so we can't be like everybody else. There's not one size fits all. One of the things I I remember well is after we first moved into our house on the west side, and if you live on the west side, you know that the soil on the west side can be anything. We have one side that's clay, one side that's sandy, one side that's rocky. You know, that's the west side. It's really amalgamation of 
love everything. But the, on the clay side, we asked our friend who is a vet, if who who was a large animal vet in Coopersville, and we asked if he had access to a horse manure that we could put down to try to loosen up the clay. And he obliged us. And never in my life have I seen so many weeds uh, come up. And we're still pulling weeds from 25 years ago that are a remnant of the horse manure. So not all manure bears good well, It's bearing things. something. It's bearing something. But a lot of it is just a weedy a weedy mess, mm-hmm. uh, as it were. I guess what I've been thinking a lot about is that, but sometimes we can get hooked into looking at those negatives. We can look at the weedy messes in our lives. Mm-hmm. We can look at the very beginning of this gospel reading and uh, think of all the negatives that are out there. And you know, and that's, I think, what the, the owner of the vineyard you know, he shows that negativism continuing, and then Jesus in the person of the gardener says, change your attitude. Mm-hmm. Be someone who is positive. Be somebody who is looking to the future. Don't be, some, don't be somebody who's looking to the past. Don't just be looking at sinful people. Don't be looking at the sin in our lives. And that's a tough thing to do during Lent mm-hmm. because a lot of people say, well, we need to to address that sin. Yes, we do, but we also need to change our lives in a positive way. And that's what the Lord wants. He doesn't want to beat us up. He doesn't want us to self-flagellate. He doesn't want us to walk on glass. For what we've done in the past, we do things to shape us for the future. And Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No in future in this life and in the next life in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I, I th- I'm with you on that. I think people can get caught in Lent in the backward thinking and not realizing that Lent is our opportunity to take stock or inventory of who and where we are now and imagine or hope for where we can go in the future. And it isn't the same as where we've been in the past. There's no way uh, that we want to go back. I mean, most people don't want to go back. You want to live more faithfully, live more hopefully, live more truthfully as we move forward. The prayers in the Catholic Church during Lent always are pointing us to the celebration of the Easter mysteries, the celebration of the Paschal mm. mysteries. And that saying, focus on, on the future, focus on what's to come during Lent. It's not about beating yourself up. But there are so many people in this world that live day by day condemning other people, mm-hmm. putting people down, looking at the negatives, 
um, I don't know how somebody can live that way. Because as a Christian, as a Catholic, as a West Sider, as a whatever, mm-hmm. I have a very positive outlook on life. I mean, in the middle of winter, you say, there's spring coming. Mm-hmm. you know. And then when it's a chilly morning, we say, oh, summer's coming. And then with that heat of summer, we say, fall's coming. You know, we all, I'm always looking forward to the next. And... Um, and yet you live in the present. It's oh, yeah. not just projecting forward, but it's... It's not Pollyanna. It's living. <coughs> I, I think about it in terms of our backyard, which has been covered in snow for seemingly weeks on end. And now most much of the snow is gone, except for those places where there are huge... There were huge piles and if you look out there, it's kind of, uh, our grass isn't looking looking good. You know, there's the dog <coughs> remnants that have been buried under snow that are not coming to life. It looks extraordinarily muddy. And yet, if you look closely, and you, there are hyacinths that are <coughs> just, just starting to come up, starting to peek out, crocuses just starting to peek out and as I was backing out of the driveway to come here this morning my neighbor across the street had a large pile of snow at the end of her driveway and if you look you can see it's like a cave where there's there are icicles dripping from the top and now I forget if those are stalactites or stalagmites I'm one of those one of those two. So there are icicles like hundreds hanging down uh, in ice formations that are just and I've never seen that before in uh, on our street where that kind of uh, reality emerges when you have crocuses on one end and you have these yeah. ice. Uh, formations that are underneath the the piles at the end of driveways. It's really, but you have to look. We have to keep our eyes open always. Absolutely. <coughs> we apologize here. We have. Uh, uh, I've got this nasty cough. He does, and he'll be back. He, it, yeah, he will be back. So that is the hope. I mean, the, it is the hope. Lent comes from the word meaning Holy Spring. It is. That time when we are experiencing the transition from one season to another. I love that now we have light until after eight o'clock at night. It's and beautiful. And remember well when it was dark by 515 in the deepest days of winter. But the, the point of it all being... Work, keep working at it. Keep, keep trying. That's keep. what my uh, my Lenten series was on this year. Well, that we need to keep trying. I talked about codependency. Oh, that's right. How did that go? The first week went wonderful. The second week, I'll be. I will do this week. As oh, you listen to this, you'll be, you'll be done. But um, it was frustrating to a lot of people. A lot of people said we're all codependent, and I said, Yeah, we, we are. are. But this second week, we're going to look at our codependence with regards to Jesus and our relationship with God, because many times we want to try to manipulate the outcomes. 
We want to try to manipulate God's love. Who should God love? Who shouldn't God love? What do I need to do to get God's love? And God's love is freely given. Mm-hmm. And um, that's hard for people to understand. Yeah. They want to pray for something, and they want to think they're God. And we have to just open ourselves up to the love of God. I think that people want to to believe that they have control over God's love because that way there would be some sense that they had earned it or they were doing it right where we cannot control God's love. God's love is so beyond our understanding. One of the images that I have taken great solace in uh, is the prime minister, I believe that is her title, in New Zealand, Yes, as she has mourned with her nation who has experienced violence at the hands of yet another mass murder. And when you look at her face and you see the deep sorrow and the cover as she has covered now her her head as the Muslim women in her community would do, you can see that the love she carries is is deep and it is not you cannot you cannot kill that love in her no matter what the action might be. And I think of that as the way, that is, that image that has been flashing across the screen to me is symbol of God's love for us. God's love is not happy, clappy all of the time. God's love embraces the deepest pain, the deepest sorrow, and calls us uh, into that place of, of, Again, like the head last week under those wings. But there's still people abiding. out there that think that think when they kill or maim or destroy or do something like this in the name of hate that it's the right thing. And they're so misguided. If hate is the motive, you can be sure it is wrong. Right. And it's we just have to get that across. You know, we need to it's not about more strict rules or things like that. It's about loving more. And I think she's doing that well. Loving deeply. L- loving deeply and holding people accountable, yes, but she's really about love and caring and compassion and kindness and saying all are welcome, all are supposed to be here. We're all brothers and sisters. And we're in this together. Yeah. And that's the message that needs to go out. Yeah. Uh, but we see how fast that video spread across the world. You know, millions of people saw the video. and uh, But are millions of people seeing her response? I uh, hope so. I hope so, too. It. I think that it is an image that will stick with me, I hope, the rest of my life, because it, it has seared itself uh, into, into my understanding of what it means to be a compassionate leader in the midst of such sorrow. I'm just afraid that with all of these mass shootings and incidences, that we're starting to be accept them. We're starting to accept them as normal. Um, 
and it can never be that way. Anytime, like you said, we do something out of hate or destruction or we try to kill or maim because somebody's different than us, <clears throat> we have to say we need to love. And we can't just accept that as, well, that's just the way it is. We need to work. Mm -hmm. We need mm -hmm. to do like the gardener, mm -hmm. you know, work mm -hmm. at it. We, and it's not easy. I mean, we have to spend our time to try to change opinions. But it's hard. I mean, the Australian minister that got hit with the egg, uh, I don't know if you saw that video, and he turned around and he punched the young kid in the nose. You know, I say, how, how is that teaching something? I mean, right. it's not right to be hit by an egg, but if we could have the patience to look and to say, you know, that wasn't good, but mm -hmm. instead of responding violence to violence is ridiculous. Mindfulness is something that I practice in my own life, and it's a form of meditation, but I also teach mindfulness. And what mindf mindfulness centers itself around is the concept of s stopping and breathing before you respond. And I think punching in the nose is one of those instantaneous, almost reflexive actions but we are called in the Christian faith, in the inside and beyond the Christian tr tradition, many traditions call us to stop, to think, to dig deep, as the gardener suggests here. Dig around and then wait. I think for me, it's one of the pluses of email. Um, it's a plus and a minus for well, some people. It makes me have the time to respond. <clears throat> I don't have to respond right away like somebody's talking to me or somebody's right. on the phone. I can I want to respond right away, but yeah. I can take the time to think it through. Mm -hmm. Or if I get a letter, same thing, I'll read it. It might make me upset or it might make me feel happy mm -hmm. and I leave it on my desk for a little bit and then I'll respond. Um, we need to to learn that patience that the gardener shows, that patience that Jesus speaks about. Because mm -hmm. while that really does make us more Christ-like if we have mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. response. Because if we go fast, holy cow, it's just um, not many of us are trained down deep that right. way that we can have a calm response. I mean, we look at somebody like a Gandhi, yeah, he, he could... A lifetime of discipline. Yeah, it is discipline. Yeah. And that's what Lent's about. It is. Disciplines. It is all about discipline. And we're almost halfway through Lent, which is hard to believe. It yes. It feels like these weeks just keep ticking along. Are you going away for spring break? I already went away for oh. my spring break. And many of our people will not go this Sunday, but will leave the following Friday, right? Do what the students that? get spring break? In the public schools? No, in the college, university. Last, uh, uh, the first week of March. So they're in class the first week of April. They are. Good. 
Yeah. And one of the great things this year is that spring break doesn't fall during Holy Week. That's We're right. thankful for that. that. I love that. It's hard. All, it's and it's going to be warm for Christmas. They're all going to be all the spring Easter, flowers. Or pre- Easter. <laughs> all the spring flowers will be popping up, like you said, and Absolutely. it's going to make it wonderful. It's going to be beautiful. See, we need to keep our eyes focused on Easter. So for Diane, for myself... We thank you for listening to Soundings, a public affairs presentation of iHeartMedia. We look forward to you tuning in again next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.